What have we here? episode 129 we are getting there holy shit where are we we're getting somewhere always i mean that's what happens when you just keep doing stuff but what do you what is it what are we getting towards huh we're getting to uh year four our next uh anniversary episode will be next week episode 130 will mark our four-year anniversary so we are we've gotten there we're beyond there we're on episode nine territory way past it <laughs> we're moving on to the whole new trilogy and all that that's where we're heading right now <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna start up a Rogue Squadron podcast Wikipedia page for all the nonsense that has went. We should. <laughs> I, I would love to, but we need somebody to go back and like document and find everything. Like there's Just make there could legends be, material. I know I've said this before, but there could be an entire Mopar dictionary of all the words that you made up and what they mean and their root and, and their etymology and everything. But someone's got to go back and do all that. Which is uh, sounds like it's gonna be a Lord Kerner blue of nonsense you can't, you can't handle that thank you guys for tuning in um like i said one episode 129 we're just going to be ranting and raving today we've got a couple small topics we're going to be discussing um there was maybe two small things for solo yep um and then i saw a small thing for obi kenobi movie so Ooh. we'll be getting into that but other than that obviously we do our beer review and What's of course going on? you know cold. and of course you know last jedi is like it's a big movie. And besides it being the only Star Wars movie of the year, it's a pretty intense movie with much layers and very much goodness and a lot of stuff to dissect. So I'm sure we're going to dive into that shit and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, it's still really fucking cold no matter where you're at. I don't care if you're in Texas or Tallahassee. It's, it's snowing everywhere. snowing in fucking Florida, which I've never seen in my life before. Imagine so you guys could be listening to this in June, just kind of reaching back into old episodes, and you're laughing your ass off because we're getting wind chills at like negative fifteen, and it's not it's not a fun time. Um, I do I don't mind the cold. I, I like don't cold. hate it. Um, the one thing that I do like about the cold is I can breathe outside. It's like walking into a beer cooler, a beer freezer. You can just like waft it in. You know, like all of a sudden, this is yep. the freshest breath of air that I've ever had. Yeah, but if you waft two minutes of that, Aaron, you, you're going to choke and your lungs go die because it's so cold. It'll freeze. Uh, I no, I dig that. it. I dig it. I like it. It's been fun. As long as you, you know, if you're smart about it, you wear a goddamn coat and earmuffs and shit, you'll be fine. My feet are the awkward thing that on my entire body, like uh, gloves, I, I can put gloves on and my, my hands will be fine, but I'll wear 10 pairs of socks and like snow <laughs> boots and my toes will still be like, yeah, you, you're not going to feel this shit. For me, it's my kneecaps. See, my girlfriend does the same fucking thing. She can't feel her kneecaps half the time because oh, it's, was... it's like you're in between two warm things, like a calf and a thigh, and there's just no, there's nothing there. The, the kneecap can't absorb any heat. It's just a fucking circular bone. Oh, no, my, my knees kneecaps, are fine. My kneecaps aren't actually cold. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> you jack off. Um, <laughs> all right. I can't think of anything else. Any other... I mean, we're just gonna we're gonna run with it like we did back in the old school days. 
just gonna... Yeah, we're really going to be rambling this episode. So, did you see any anything about the uh, 0-16 uh, Cleveland Browns parade that they did like two days ago? Uh, I heard about it. I didn't actually see any footage or pictures or anything, but I did hear that they were doing a perfect season parade. Yeah, it was a bunch of <laughs> drunken jackasses, just like normal uh, in Cleveland. Um, but I guess there was like several thousand people. Yeah, it, it wasn't like a... Uh, Several thousand. It's the exact well, opposite I mean, of the Cavs uh, championship parade. Right, exactly. <laughs> but it's still like we're looking at negative 10 below with wind chill and people are still out there with like brown bags over their heads because they don't want to be seen on camera as a Browns <laughs> fan. But they're said, still there because they got nothing else to do. You said negative 10 below. <laughs> negative 10 below, which is actually like it's 20 like degrees. Exponential. Celsius. So it's like 100 below or... It just balances out to zero. I, I wasn't there, man. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> so, um, <sighs> other than that, um, we got uh, a few small uh, what, things. You know, even... there's some there's some uh, Han Solo leaks, the Lego sets that came out. We can see some of that. You got the Game of Thrones card game. We could chat about that a little bit. We haven't um, even we busted it open and looked at it, and we ended up playing Pandemic instead. It's a daunting it's... task. It is. You just there's so much involved, yeah. and if you miss one thing, it could mess up the whole game. Yeah. Um, oh, and I saw this uh, show uh, Gunpowder on HBO with uh, starring Jon Snow. Bye, Mopar. Bye. Thanks, guys. This has been episode 129 of the show. See ya. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wanted to grab the the two games that we, one of them we've been eyeballing, which we just mentioned. But uh, well, I've heard a lot about Pandemic from that uh, game cafe that I go to, so I do want. I actually want to try it out. So, so pandemic, it's the gist of it is, I don't know if you've ever played that. Uh, well, you're not a mobile player, but there's a there's a mobile game that basically you play as the virus and you try to kill everyone on Earth. So first you have to infect everybody, and then you have to up the um the ante. what do they call it the death ability of it and start killing people off. I can't even think the, the, the severity of it. The severity. Um, the death, death ability. ability. That's a good word, though, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. It's another Mopar dictionary thing. The death ability of life. <laughs> um, I've heard a lot pandemic, about pandemic, though. Pandemic is kind of the opposite, where naturally you start the game and it, there's four diseases that are all over the world, and you actually work together to get rid of the disease. Nice. Um, but there's certain things that can happen, and it'll just explode. And I mean, it'll be cities all over the world. But this is a fun game, and there, there's different. Um, expansions on that we might start looking into that but that's a fun game because nice. i didn't i'm very competitive when it comes to that shit me too and i didn't want to um start screaming at my girlfriend <laughs> over a card game so i was like maybe we should start off with something that we work together and we still scream at oh, each other dude. About it. and game of thrones gets brutal because not only is it a card it's a board game you're trying to win obviously but it's Game of Thrones, and they made the game like you can easily backstab people, and that's the point of the like half yeah. the houses is oh, backstabbing. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Well, and the way they derived some of the houses was perfect. Like some are military strength, some are get by on intrigue and money, like the Lannisters. Some get by on just fucking people over. It's ridiculous. Like the which um, makes sense. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a great game. I actually went through and just reorganized a lot of my cards now that we moved, and I have all my board games in one spot and everything. So, uh, Travis, uh, Tommy Boy will be back this week. So, looking forward to playing a round or two. I haven't nice. played since I haven't played since before Christmas. So, well, and we we were gonna bust this open uh, this past weekend, and I looked into it, and I was like, "Fuck, I forgot you have to like build decks. Like, I can't. You can't just 
start? Well, if you do, there is a, a walkthrough, like a tutorial setup for when you first start playing the game. So you can do that and it sets you, it builds the deck for you. So you can play that, you know, you can play a few games of that and just get used to it that way. Be pretty easy. Yeah. But it's fun, man. It's it's just a fucking, it's a black hole. All these games, they end up just once there's expansions and everything, like X-Wing. There's a new ship. There's like four new ships out every quarter. It's just Is there, an, Are there last Jedi ships out now? Yeah, the TIE Silencer and that uh, bomber from the beginning of the movie. That bomber. First of so all, sweet. did you did you like that bomber? The ship itself looks cool. It just and I and I thought it was cool that they had like actual ordnance instead of lasers. I thought that was a cool change, like a good idea. But I felt that that thing just went out instantly. Well, yeah, true. Because they they yeah they don't have any shields or anything. It looked like, like a it was tide just crashes into it and it just is it's done. The entire thing. And um, those things are huge. The thing I was kind of questioning was it kind of it looked like it used gravity to like pull the bombs down, but you're in space. So how does that work? Because it looks like they just they let go and the bombs float straight down. But why would that happen? Second of all, Rose's sister, why did she why didn't she get sucked out into space? Yeah. It's a common complaint. And if she, and if she if it was already like space, why is she breathing? Like I was really confused at what was happening. And I know it's Star Wars and they, they don't have to explain a lot of the stuff like the sounds in space. They don't Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Or, or all of a sudden the uh the first order lasers in this one when they're firing on the transports, they have a loft to them. Like they sail like this. Instead oh, of, I didn't uh, yeah. Yeah, when they're shooting yes. at them and hitting the shields, it's like a big it's a nice got a nice big arc to it. So yeah, I don't know. I knew there was something about that, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And that's exactly it, that they were arced. That's exactly it. That way they were archerized. Um do we okay. That was a good start. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to bust into the, the beer review? Uh yeah. I'm having something that I've had in the past, but haven't had for a while. The, All right. It's the Space Elysian dust. Space Dust. Indeed. For a long time, Elysian was not actually distributed out in Ohio at all. So I think about a year and a half ago, we started getting the Elysian stuff. And I think this is their flagship, the Space Dust IPA. It's good. Well, okay. I'll talk more about it as I drink it. But what, what, you, I've what, got, what you got? I've got two of them. One of them is kind of a uh, an exciting specialty beer. But um, I had this last weekend. And it's their... Abita's peach. Um, I'm telling you right now, if I, it tastes like eating a, a peach, but it's it's really good. Is it a beer uh, or a cider? It's a beer. It's oh. a lager. Oh, it's a pe- peach lager. I've never uh, seen like their- a fruit lager before. Yeah, it says it's part of their harvest uh, series, but four and a half percent. So I, I've had that. It's very thick in flavor. So I, I'm getting myself ready for that. But then. Um, I've also got a test batch of Sam Adams, and it's their Ooh. what the fuck is this? It's their Sam. Let's see, Sam seventy six. Interesting. Four point. So, I don't know even what to think. It's just a plain can. It just has Sam Adams on it, and uh, it says it's a lager and four point seven percent alcohol, brewed by Sam Adams. Um, I, Adams. I got this out of you know the test batch that. Uh, my girlfriend works at because they get like free samples and shit to uh, test this. So, 
undercover behind the scene <laughs> under the tent look at the uh, new shit. So I'm going to bust open the Abita first here. Up. I was going to say, we haven't heard the church key for a long time. Um, Shinobi is here with us. He was saying, so in the visual dictionary, usually what they do is they, they make that shit with the bombs and everything. So it looks cool in the movie and then they explain how it works later. So the bombs yeah. and the bomber use a magnetic use basically a magnetic system so it propels them down from the ship. Why wouldn't it magnetize to the sides of the ship and blow itself up? Because that's on, not guys. how they built it. it. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> um and there's probably like an invisible like energy shield at the bottom of the thing so that she doesn't get space killed. Space killed. Okay. Um space deathorized. What was that? what did I say? Death earlier? I already, I already forgot. forgot. Someone tell us. <laughs> Shinobi, please tell us. Uh, all right. I'm just going to bust into the peach lager here. Abita Brewing. Cheers. Oh, my God. I got a big whiff of it. It tastes like you're holding a peach. It's that fruitful. Whew. Yeah, this, is, mm. this tastes like eating a peach, a liquid peach. This is one of the best IPAs that I've ever had. And I kind of knew that. And there, whatever store I was at, I ended up. the The problem was, I think I had Land Grant like the past two episodes, and Land Grant's right there by the office, so I didn't want to get Land Grant again. So I stopped somewhere, and the only like craft stuff that they had that wasn't Columbus was the Elysian. So I got. I know we haven't reviewed it yet, so I got it. So I've had it before. It's 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 wonderful. It's one of the best. It's pretty strong. Uh, was it eight point four? Eight point two. So it's pretty strong up there, uh, but it's balanced well. Hops are Chinook, Citra, and Amarillo. Um, and it's, yeah, it's delicious, man. It's one of my favorite IPAs. I'm surprised you say that because uh, it's definitely not one of my favorite. I've had it done uh, on tap quite a few times, and it just never lived up. And I've it, they, maybe the issue is I've never started with it. I've always had it like midway through an evening, uh, so I've already had IPAs before it, but um, that could be yeah. it. Um, so I had the peach lager. It's solid. I'm warning you: if you don't even like a hint of peach, please do not even pick this up. This is squeezing peach into my nose buds, um, <laughs> and just—I mean, it's like eating. It's—it's it's almost more peachy than eating a peach. If it's—it's it's like that concentrated. Jesus. It's astounding. It's—it's a, it's a lot in there, and I did do some reading here. Fresh Louisiana. I almost said flesh. You just flesh. said flesh Louisiana is what you said. Fresh Louisiana peaches are handicapped for this smooth lager. Hail malt gives this beer a sweet, crisp taste with abundant amounts of ripe, juicy peaches added. It's just, okay, there's peaches and I get it, but uh, it's... <laughs> I understand. It's, oh, it's overwhelmingly peachy. I've never, like I said, I've never heard about fruit going into a beer like that. It's usually a cider. Like a peach cider, like a pear cider is really good. I think the brand Ace has a pear cider that's that's spot on. It's delicious. A pear ciders? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, Little Drinker says he ran out of beer and his girlfriend left and went to the bar without him. Oh, left high and dry. <laughs> She's pissed My that you're friend. watching Rogue Squadron. <laughs> he doesn't even pay attention to me. All he does is talk to his phone. Shoeless jackass. 
homeless motherfucker. That's that's the only people that listen to our show is uh, people without you know, shoes. Homo- homeless people that you know. Oh, my girlfriend broke up with me today and went straight to the bar. So they, don't, they can't guys. afford shoes, but they can afford to go see Star Wars fourteen times. <laughs> they can't afford shoes. Oh my god! Maybe Little he didn't drags. have parents. Did he have parents? He's the best. All right, guys. I and I'm while we're talking about little Drangus, he is part of the Patreon page. So um I'll do a quick plug. Head on over there, patreon.com slash rogue squad pod and or just search Rogue Squadron Podcast and we're on there. Uh we have a couple tiers. One of them is do what the fuck you want, and then the other one is five bucks a month with which is uh buy us a bird. Comes around to buy oh yeah, one beer per month. About so. about a beer at a bar is about five bucks. Unless man, any more, man. If you want a, an Elysian, that'd be seven fifty, bitch. Hey, you know what's awesome about now that we moved downtown is there's dive bars in between all the classy bars, and they have yeah. they have Ryan Geist on tap for three bucks. So how about That's trying to go to about. those places? Yeah, fuck yeah. CBC IPA three fifty all day. Yeah, sign me up. Yes, sign that is one of the most up. solid IPAs ever. Yep, the CBC IPA is so good, guaranteed. All day. No yeah. bullshit. So if you want to hang out with us, we did a Patreon call actually before this. It was absolutely ridiculous. Kerner, he wasn't even a human during the whole thing. It was amazing. And, and we, also, just, we also discussed uh, how Jesus hit the reset cannon button on the actual universe. And we he started did. over at year one. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the discussions that we get into during our Patreon calls. But uh, And it was every what? other Pope, uh, Pope, Ajunta, Ajunta Paul, Pope? The third. Yeah. Ajunta Paul, the third. <laughs> Oh, ridiculousness. It's just a bunch of nonsense. But we do uh, special Patreon calls uh, every other episode. Uh, yeah. We go live for about half hour to an hour, maybe even more. Depends on how many motherfuckers show up. Um, so it's kind of like we all get to do an episode together. So it's fun. So you can join in on that and all that shit. You can get uh, extra discount on our Utini box, which has just started coming out. Um, well, it ships first of February, I think. But they just opened up. So it's a subscription box for Star Wars novels and comics. You can customize it based on what you want to read on, based on what you already have so you don't get duplicates. Or you can just sign up and they'll send you whatever is the newest and on theme with what they're doing that month. So uh, It's basically along the lines of if you already are interested in the Utini, you might as well go over and do our, our Patreon, submit us a a few bucks and you're going to get that same discount or close to it yeah. into the uni. So you're getting more for your money if you if you want to plan it out that way. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. What about the beer that we're, t- we're, we're hey, listen up. So you're giving it a 3 <laughs> out of 3 cuz you already said it was jubilicious. It is it is way jubilicious. So yeah, definitely 3 out of 3. Okay. Um while mine is delicious <laughs> and I do like the peach it is very not drinkable. It's, it's just way too much in my face. Does it taste like you're drinking so juice? It, it is. It's Yeah, because you can only have so much like orange juice in a sitting or your body like hates you, um, even though it's delicious and everything. Uh, so I am, even though it's delicious and I really do like peaches, I'm going to give it a one out of three uh, just because it's so much. I think they, they shoved too much in it. Um, you can't go drinking peach concentrate all day. That's exactly it's yeah, it's like <laughs> peach cough syrup. I can't handle it. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, so 
Yeah, um, it is, it is, like I said, as much as I hate to do to redo a beer I've already had, I was just kind of strapped for options, and I was running out of time, and I had to do a episode earlier with a different show. So, so. you want to plug that? What show were you on? Yeah, Commander. so uh, some buddies that I met at uh, Podcast Movement last year in L.A. Lost Signals is the name of the show. So they do not specifically Star Wars, but we talked about The Last Jedi for the episode, but they just do pop culture. So they do movies and books and comics and things like that, and they try to give it like a, a literature feel. So they're trying to take the stories and like the underlying archetypes and some pretty some pretty detailed shit about pop culture with some people just watch Star Wars. They think it's cool because it's Star Wars, but there's a lot of underlying storylines there and then like character archetypes. that they, they go in depth about that. Um, so I met them at Podcast Movement. They're fucking awesome, cool guys. We got drunk for the entire conference pretty much. Like <laughs> and, the uh, psychology behind yeah, Star Wars and what each character means and yeah, represents yeah. in reality. Yeah, I used to buy uh, psychology books like that all the time. I did it for like Pink Floyd albums, like the psychology behind why they said it this way in the lyrics and what it as, like how it applies to real life. Right, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. You're really digging deep into the art that they that people create. That honestly, you start going into stuff that people don't even they it's not intentional. Yeah. You know, they like the fact that uh Ray's a, a white female, like they just chose Daisy Ridley because she was a great actress. But the fact that she is, you know, a white female, you know, whatever, and she's tall. Like it means it could mean other more in depth things as you view it. Yeah. So it's that's that's the beauty of art, regardless if it's music or or film. You well, however you take it, uh, right? Well, and things like Star Wars, especially since they're so on such an epic scale, they end up being like reflections of these classic storylines, whether they were intended to or not originally. And that's actually one thing that I think has to be really tough to do nowadays because if you know that like originally Star Wars used the hero archetype, like obviously Luke's the hero, he's a nobody, he has loss in his life and he ends up stepping up to his journey and becoming like the hero and saving the day, blowing up the Death Star, everything. That's all good. But once you know that that's like a classic archetype of a hero, how nowadays, like as Ryan Johnson, do you make a movie and like, you know you have to include that but if you go too overboard to include it to make him like a superhero, then you like ruin the movie. That's that's such a balance there, and yeah. of course, and with, with it Star Wars, you have to deal with all this fan bullshit, and you have to make a movie in modern times, but also call back to the original Star Wars trilogy. Like, well, it's that, gotta be a clusterfuck. It's almost a lose lose situation for him because he's trying <laughs> almost, to reinvent yeah. Star Wars, but everything's already been built. Yeah. And we already know what a hero looks like because we've already had Luke Skywalker. But the fact that Ray doesn't isn't exactly like Luke, people freak out. Like yeah. that's I can't I can't relate to Ray. Why? Because it's different. Like, okay, jackass, <laughs> go back in your hole. <laughs> Anyways, Lost Signals podcast. Check them out. They're cool guys, and I had a blast coming on and talking about <laughs> Star Wars with them, man. It was awesome. Cool guy, and we cool did guy, we did actually a live show while we were at the conference in in August. We talked about they had some issues with Seven, and I was trying to you know quell their distrust with the Force Awakens. And uh, so yeah, it was fun. Good shit. 
good shit. Are, are you on to your uh, second beverage yet? Are you still trying to? Uh, I'm getting through the peaches here, and I'm I'm quickly gonna jump off camera to grab a a, a glass because. I know both of us have been yelling at each other back and forth, but it is cool to see the science behind it. Yeah. Uh, about why you're supposed to pour your beer into a glass in a certain way. Because mm. I know e even when we were pouring it, we were trying to get almost the least amount of the head on there. Like, a, like just maybe a half inch ahead. But the guy was saying, man, you want to release all that... Um, what was it? Carbon dioxide. Bubbles. All the carbonation. You, wanna, you want carbonation. to... Activate the carbonation of the beer when you pour it. Right. That, plus or else getting... it happens and activates in your stomach. Right. Which, yeah. You're going to be very gassy the next day. If you've ever felt terrible after drinking a good amount of beers or like super bloated, if you pour them out instead of drinking them out of the can or the bottle, that would probably make a giant difference. Well, and he even showed it. Like he poured one very smoothly with no head. And then he kind of had this, I don't even know what you call it, little dildo. He he like splashed it in there a couple of times and the bubbles just went raging. Yep. And he's like, this is basically what's happening in your stomach if you don't activate the carbonation now. Yep. And then he did the same thing where he had a big head on it and he did the same dunk uh, and there was no bubbles because yep. they've already been activated. So we are we are still learnings. Along the line of four years in, we still have no fucking clue what we're talking about. But uh, no, nope, you know. no idea. What's beer? <laughs> so uh, one out of three officially on this, and I'll, I'm going to be grabbing a another thing here in a yeah. second. I had I was bringing up uh, the list, and this is an off Star Wars topic, but I saw That's a okay couple to movies. A oh. So I, I have already watched four Batman movies. Since they've been up on Netflix, which is mm. like two days ago, I hate I to watched, do another plug, but all the Batman movies are now on Netflix. So not, yeah, Batman, Batman Returns, Forever, Batman and Robin, and Batman Begins are all on Netflix. So if you haven't listened to our commentary, now's a great time. I hesitate to say that they're funnier than the Star Wars commentary, but they're pretty fucking funny. So you should go listen to that, especially the first two. I think Batman and then Batman Returns; those two are astoundingly funny. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, I had show notes up here. Here it is, one twenty nine. So wait, I, so you went through all the first, of them? Yeah. Well, I yes, I watched them all. There, I can't wrap my head around, and maybe it's the nostalgia factor. The fact that you think the second one is the best, it is so bad. Like, and not even in a like. I guarantee you, it's the, 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 I guarantee you after that are even worse. I guarantee you it's nostalgia factor. Yeah, it's because at the I end when there's dynamite to strapped to penguins and they're walking through and I just can't. <laughs> Batman Returns is, is the best movie of all time. The worst part of it is Batman. Like Catwoman is even like kind of cool. Catwoman's the penguin awesome. is actually kind of cool. It's Batman and what he does in that. The whole The whole thing is just ridiculous on Batman's end. He's worse. Uh, he's the worst though in the first one because he barely does anything. As Batman, he does nothing. Even we and then we were joking on the commentary because I listened to it in the first scene. He oh, like yeah. tackles those robbers and then he just lets them go. He, like hangs them up and lets them go. The it's one like, he, he, he kicked through a door and then he let him go. And then the other one he hung over a building and then threw him down. 
Hey, remember, tell, actually... tell your friends. And then he flew away. And then the rest of the time, he's just trying to bang Vicky Vale and he's having eggs with Alfred. Like, he doesn't do anything to the entire movie. It's ridiculous. That's very true. And even in, like, the shoot up bang-bang scene uh, in that steam factory... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just throws a smoke bomb and just does a weird look and then like floats up and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? And he you literally can did nothing. so clearly see him floating up in the smoke. It's ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. Batman and Returns is the best. Also, very one. cringy moments with the Batmobile where it's just like, let me press this button. Now it's a tank. All right. Now you can't <laughs> touch it. What is happening? Or well, that part does it, in does it Batman have a, Returns. Like a remote start? In Batman Returns, where he has the armor that goes over top of it. Yeah, like you well, press he, that they do the and same just, thing in the first one. Just wraps. Yep, they do the same thing in the first one. Oh, the, I actually laughed because uh, Vicky Vale number two, whatever the hell. No, maybe it was the first one. He walks out in front of the car and just set like talks to his key fob. He says stop, and the car stops right in front of him. I'm like, this is so '90s. <laughs> this is so '90s. Hey. Even though that was filmed in '89 or released in '89. Batman Returns is the best Batman movie of all time. It's not I'm saying it's it right far now. From it. Hey, you got uh, clowns jumping out of giant uh, toy boxes for Christmas onto the tree and everything. They steal babies. Come on, man. Sounds like a Wednesday night to me. <laughs> uh, for the first time, oh, there was there's two big movies that I saw for the first time. Yes, uh, that people might be pissed because yes. there's always those iconic movies that maybe you have never seen. Yep, I have a whole uh, list of them. Oh, yeah. So I, I saw for the first time, I saw Dead Poets Society Ooh, uh, last okay. night, which has... Uh, Robin Williams, right? Robin Williams. And it's 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 a good movie. And it really puts you in a vibe of like 1950s private school. It's very weird. Uh, but it is a great movie. It's kind of a tearjerker. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was great. He does a great job. It's one of those... That he's funny in it without doing jokes. He's just kind of a quirky teacher, uh, Robin Williams in that. So mm. it's, it's it's a fun movie. And then I also saw Shawshank Redemption for the first Ooh, time. How was that? That was really good. It was a tad long. And I, I don't think it takes away from the movie, but I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, I've been sitting here for a while, uh, but they were, we're still progressing because there's, they're in jail for over like 20 years. Mm. So they they really are like, they skip ahead 10 years at, at a time and, and shit happens. But That's a uh, Stephen King novel, right? No, that's Green Mile. Green Mile's the uh, Stephen King novel. I'm going to look that up. You could be right. Just everything's based off Stephen King. I was going to say, he pretty much wrote every novel ever. Besides Harry Potter. <laughs> Shaw, Shank. Yeah, Stephen Green. King. Is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. What is it? An actual? Is it called Shawshank Redemption? His because uh, sometimes they they name it different things. Mm-hmm. No, it looks like it's called Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Yeah, the actors in it were very good. The one guy, yeah. well, obviously Morgan Freeman, but uh, the other guy. Yeah, what was that other guy? I know, like he's been Tim, in something else. Tim Robbins, which I've seen his face before, but I've never seen it. Let's see. Tim hmm. Robbins. Yeah, I've never actually seen it. I kept staring at his face like, I've seen you in something else I, before. I hate when that happens. You can't fucking think of it. But it looks like he was just big in like the early to mid-90s. He yeah. was in the Green Lantern. He was in Top Gun. Maybe that's where I saw him. 
That's one that I've never seen. I would pass on that. A lot of people <laughs> love it. He's in Tenacious D, the pick of death. <gasps> that is where I know him from. He plays the crazy kooky guy that actually tells them about the pick of destiny. That's fucking hilarious. Isn't that crazy when that happens? Jesus. <laughs> that is exactly where I know his face. That's, That's funny. ridiculous. It's funny as fuck. Mr. Tim Robbins. Awesome. So yeah, those two movies were kind of, uh, they've always been on my list. And I finally made the big old check mark next to that list. Uh, both of them on Netflix, if you want to jump on there and viewerize those. <laughs> We've been uh, working our way very quickly through Shameless, actually. Shameless and the wifey. Hilarious. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's got equal moments of hilarious and like there's some tearjerker moments in there, and there's some like that can't be real life moments. Well, in it's there. what it's a drama. It's not <laughs> it's not a comedy by any means, but it's the the situations that the characters are put in are just funny. It's not even like jokes and stuff. It's just like Frank's a jackass. And it's funny because he's still a jackass. Jackass, that's too kind of a term for Frank Gallagher. No, he's a large piece of shit. Yeah. Frank Gallagher is the worst human being on. Because you always think he's coming around and he helps someone out, but he helps someone out from like stolen money or he's doing it for himself. Yeah. Yep. Frank Gallagher is a big. How far are jackass. you guys? We're done. We're, we've, we're done. Caught up? Uh, I think we're on the last season. There, was, like there was actually one moment where Frank Gallagher does something that's not for him. And without ulterior motives. One moment. When... Uh -oh. uh, so I think it's at the end of season three. So spoiler, obviously. After Carl leaves that foster home with the gay dudes, but he has the code, the security code. And then they go do a raid and like steal everything. And yeah. the cops are about to arrest Carl. And then Frank comes out of the van and is like, that was all me. I convinced my son to do that. Arrest me instead. Leave my son out of this. Like, And then nothing happened after that. That was like the one time in the entire show that Frank actually did something for one of his kids and not for himself. Yeah. And that's pretty much it from what I've seen. And now we're in halfway through season four and he is just... He, Back to it. He, he might as well be a corpse right now. He's fucked. Yeah. So I don't know there's, what's going to happen. There's a lot of up, ups and downs for all the characters in Shameless. Hmm. And I, I, it's, not, it's based off of a uh, Shameless, a British version of Shameless. Right. Uh, which I'm sure... I'm sorry, but I'm sure it's unwatchable. To me, to me. I'm sure it's, it could be well, even just a better like show. British Office versus uh, yes. American Office. Well, the whole point of the, like, the show, like The Office and, the, shame, and shame, the Shameless, those are two good examples of it. It is keen in exactly on our culture. Like The Office is so funny because it's exactly what American offices are like. Right. So no, it, for us, yeah. obviously, that's going to be better than the original, even though the original was British. But and that, that was English. the argument I was going to say is Shameless is an um, American show just made in Britain, and then America was like, "Hey, we could we can be jackasses and, and represent ourselves We're even way so more drunker and worse than you are." And we can Bring make a uh, <laughs> uh, a legendary actor like William H Macy look like a the biggest turd bucket I've ever seen. He is incredible in that. I, mean, I hate he, his character, really but like he's the incredible reform is in that show. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's, if you've ever seen William H. Macy in an interview, he's so, such a nice guy and very proper, but not like arrogant proper. He's just very polite and, and, and that sort. And just, you watch him on screen and he's like shitting himself, <laughs> fucking Literally. over his family. And you're like, what, what is happening? Literally shitting himself. 
entertain mm. him. I'm going to run and get Reba. So the other thing that I watched, I'll, well, I was going to, Mopar's not going to be able to hear it when I get back. So he's going to be pissed. So I watched Gunpowder on HBO. So if anyone is a big fan of uh, V for Vendetta, you all know V in the movie talks about the Gunpowder Treason and Plot from November 5th on 1605. So Gunpowder is on HBO. And it's about that original thing with Guy Fox where they tried to use gunpowder to blow parliament to send a message to the king and the government and everything. And it they failed, but it became a big message. And that's basically what V in V for Vendetta uses for like using November 5th as a big day to make a statement. So it's about that. And it's a, uh, a three-part miniseries. So it's basically just like a movie split in three parts. Uh, produced and starring Jon Snow as mm-hmm. the main dude. Um, so it, w- it was pretty good. It focused a lot on the... So the whole... It all starts with the Catholic and Protestant rebellion in England. In England. Yeah. So the Protestants end up taking control of England and then the Catholics are being prosecuted, blah, blah, blah. And then they're seeking support from Spain. So it focuses a lot more on that than it does on the actual like plot to blow up Parliament and Guy Fawkes, which is not what I was expecting at all, which isn't a bad thing. It was just kind of, I don't know. It, it started off a totally crazy direction than I expected. And it was only a three-part series. So it was three like hour and five-minute episodes which is basically just a super long movie split into three parts. So it was okay. Just, it, it was literally just okay. Fun to watch. If it was a series, I wouldn't have continued, but because it was just three hours, it was worth getting through. And kid, seeing uh, uh, Jon Snow in a different role is always, is fun. So. Oh, you, yeah. Uh, you look uh, confused as fuck. Perturbed. <laughs> I feel this like you haven't had a good same. beer in a long time. Is that just me? I haven't had a good beer in a long time. I just feel uh, like I'm remembering like the last beer reviews. You're all just like, oh, God. Because the last beer reviews were sausage and biscuit potato chips and, and shit like that. <laughs> all right. I'm going to jump into this next beer. Uh, Sam's 76. I don't. It, I doubt it's even... For sale, it's just kind of a test batch sort. So I'm gonna. It just smells kind of like a simple lager. It almost smells oldish, kind of skunky. But well, I hope Sam Adams is listening right now to get some valuable feedback on uh, their their newest beer experiment. Um, it's it actually tastes somewhat like a photon. I can actually I can taste the uh, the malt in it. What a bit, yeah, it's good. Photon opened my eyes to notice when a lager is made with real ingredients versus fake bullshit. Yeah, it's very true. They were the pioneers of beers. <laughs> no, they weren't. It's just the first one that we had. One that's worthy. Yeah. No, this is this is very, very drinkable. Uh, and as you stated... You can tell it's got decent ingredients in it. So, well, you got to imagine real, real quick. You got to imagine back in the day when the lager was the beer of choice, but they didn't substitute ingredients to cut costs like motherfuckers. Everybody was probably drinking those delicious ass lagers all day. 
you think plants can get drunk? Um, like if you just pour alcohol on it, yeah, plant would be like, what? Photos. <laughs> oh, photosynthesis. What is happening? Hey, can't feel my trunk. I can't feel my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> can't feel my stand, bitch. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's very good. I'm gonna have to do some tests here in a little bit. Uh, I'm just gonna sit here real quick and say two out of three. It's not blowing me away, but this is a very solid. Just your standard lager. Yeah, it's 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 your standard lager, very drinkable, but made with decent ingredients. So, uh, photon minus one is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Langret has a few beers recently that were delicious, delicious, delicious lagers. An IPL. Yeah. And just a standard lager. Um, but yeah, similar in style. Just typical, super light, but great ingredients. So you get that malt background once you finish the beer, which like the difference is astounding. Like it's a light beer, but the difference when you actually get that malt flavor versus like the bullshit rice or corn of a Miller Lite or whatever the fuck they use, it it's 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 you I can't even talk about it. You have to drink it. <laughs> You must drink it to understand. You shall not pass. <laughs> Dude, somebody so, shared in our Patreon chat a pop of Count Dooku, and I need that in my life. That's the coolest pop I've ever seen. I'm, 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 I'm fucking pissed. It was one of the better looking. Like it was it, incredible. It, I'm actually going to look at it right now. Actually, I'm going to look at it right now. So while you're doing that, I'm going to try to bring up See, it has a picture of it here, but it's not what I'm looking for. Uh, so what, what I came across, and many of you may have already seen it, but there was a tweet or an Instagram post or something with Ewan McGregor, and it was he was spotted working out, uh, and he had the perfect Obi-Wan beard again and kind of the Obi-Wan fluffy hair. So they... We're theorizing that he is getting into shape as they begin Obi-Wan Kenobi film. Yeah, I want to see that shit. Uh, but it's literally just a post of him all like sweaty and it's just Ewan McGregor sweaty. So, <laughs> but that that's what it was. Seeing this... <sighs> Dude, this Count Dooku is amazing. Oh, yeah? It's, I, I need it right now. All right. You find a motherfucking... Oh, here it is. What are you talking about? I'll just share my screen real quick. Yeah. This is the picture. Uh, it's literally, like I said, it's just Ewan McGregor sweaty, but he's kind of got that perfect Obi-Wan beard and a perfect length hair. So we, we, everybody was assuming and theorizing that he is getting ready for that part and they're going to be doing uh, some Kenobi filming. Yeah, I mean, I assume like actors usually have to do that shit when they're getting ready for something. So, well, and, and at least he's taking it seriously because I, th I think he realizes how much of an importance he is to to the character of Kenobi. Well, I mean, yeah, like it's a it's a big role to fill because Obi Wan already had such high esteem in the original trilogy, and then what happened was he took that character that people knew and loved, and gave us not only the whole backstory but. The reason, he took why it over. He, the reason why he's such a fucking badass. And yeah, he took over, like, to take over Alec Guinness's role, like, that's pretty, that, that's crazy. 
when I when someone says Obi Wan Kenobi, I picture Ewan McGregor. Yep. I don't picture yep. Dusty. <laughs> Dusty Bones. <laughs> Dusty Bones. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, man. So yeah, it's it's starting to uh, become a reality, the Obi Kenobi film, which is fun. Because so what do you, I, what do you think is going to happen? Is it just going to be between like the years between three and four, just like Rogue One was? I guess we'll know more once we see Han Solo. I think I have a big prediction here. So once we see Han Solo and how whatever time place that is, we're gonna know how they're gonna do those all of these spinoff movies. Because if they if they follow Rogue One and make it how it ties into four perfectly, because everybody loves four because it's the original Star Wars movie, it's kind of annoying. But that will give that a big tell to how they're going to make the Kenobi film, where it's going to like you, maybe lead up to him finding Luke, not finding Luke, but reconnecting with Luke on uh, Mos Eisley, which I so hope maybe doesn't happen. maybe there, these, there's they could make up so many different options for for Kenobi, yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just assuming that all of these spinoffs are going to be fan service films. They're going to be doing all the crazy shit that they couldn't in a in a uh, episode. Yeah, just because you're you're limited, you have to move along the universe, not just a character. You're not allowed to move because you, you they, they they couldn't do it. They they'd focus too much on one character if they were to really develop it that much. Well, it's uh, tough because if you like, you have to develop Ray and Kylo over three movies. Mm-hmm. Not only because it takes that long to develop that much, that deep of a character, but you have everyone else to worry about. You have to tell the story about the First Order and the Resistance. You got to fit Luke in, you got to fit Leia in, and you have to complete this entire character arc. So, yeah, right. it's, it's hard to fucking and do you're that. And introducing new people every episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a lot to take in on, on the uh, on the actual episodes. So I think Solo is going to be probably in my top four easily. Just already Han- on the Patreon call, you said Han Solo was going to suck ass. Oh no, Obi Kenobi. The, the Obi Kenobi film is going to be top four. Oh, okay. Solo's gonna okay. be top top ten, fifteen, bottom three. <laughs> yeah, he's probably top fifteen uh, of all time. I think. Well, like I said, I think it's going to be. I was excited for Rogue One because it was so different. And then I realized that it was a little different because they killed everybody, but it was also just a bunch of episode four stuff. So I think the way that they make Han Solo is going to be telling of how Disney is treating these spinoff movies. So we will see more with that. Who's doing the solo film or the uh, Obi? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. Director, director-wise. I don't know. I don't, know I don't remember. Um, while we're talking about Solo, we can chat about these uh, fucking What things. happened? Did you just get swallowed by Starlight? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you talking about um, the Sarah. It was just a Starlight burp. Can you, can you see the feed right now? No. All right. Well, here's what I want to do. Wait what are you going to do? Just wait a second. Tell me about it. Going to send you so a while link. You're doing that, no, I have been it's in the chat here the, on Zoom. I have been on the biggest Metallica kick. The okay. biggest Metallica kick. And I think partly because um, I, I sent Commander a 
this guy has oh, been doing video. yeah. reaction videos and he's Dude's been doing hilarious. entire albums at a time and he doesn't know a fucking thing about Metallica, which is cool because it's a fresh look. Uh, and he, I think he explained that he was like a hip hop fan, but he, as he goes through, it's cool to see what catches his ear and what doesn't because all the stuff that we love, like, uh, like the first five, obviously, first five albums are great. But there are songs in there that I'm like, I can't wait till he gets to this. And he gets to it. He's like, eh, next. It's like, what? How the fuck did you just next fade to black? He got to fade to black. He's like, yeah, it's not doing it for me. Next. Like, dude, that's my oh, favorite. Oh, that's, su- that's surprising, actually. But when he got the blackened, he said just the groove of blackened, even though it's faster, because he wasn't a big fan of the thrashy stuff. But he got the blackened, and because it built properly and there was a groove to it, he loved it. It's like, man, you are blowing my mind right now. Um, but his his like favorite album was Load because it was groovy and bluesy. It's very telling. And, uh, they didn't sound like they were in a trash can inside of a garage. A lot of people. All right, so this is very telling. And I'm glad you said that. I know we love Metallica, but our Star Wars show it relates almost 100 percent to Star Wars. A lot of people that I've talked to that hadn't seen Star Wars at all until recently like Seven the most. Or perhaps now like eight the most. And that but I why? Think that why? Fits. No, no, I know you and I discussed it. Why is that? Well, because the originals hit at a certain point in time. They're dated. The originals they're, are dated. Oh, they're hundred percent dated. Hundred percent dated. But they hit at a certain point in time. So if you saw them at the right moment when you were younger, or if you saw them when they originally came out, they have an impact. And the new movies, mm-hmm. you can argue if they're better or if they're worse. Nope, no, go back to the prequels now. So the originals are dated. Yes. Now go to the prequels. So the prequels, George Lucas made Star Wars the way he thought he should, and now they didn't live up to what you held on to with what you saw in the theaters as a kid in 77. But I think they pushed the CGI ahead. Well, he pushed almost everything ahead. If you watch the Industrial Light and Magic documentaries, like him, George Lucas making, well, obviously making Star Wars, created ILM in the first place. And then him making the prequels pushed that company itself as a visual effects studio ahead, I don't even know how many years. Oh, yeah. Like, he just like, he wouldn't accept no for an answer. Like, you're making this shit. Right. Well, and it's it's telling a lot because uh, one, the first Matrix movie came out this, like the same year. Mm-hmm. And for how awesome the Matrix movie was, episode one was leaps and bounds ahead. Visually, 100%, yeah. And 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 the Matrix is known for being that like nice, yeah, visually, yeah. But uh, I think I think for someone coming into 2018, never seeing a Star Wars movie, the original trilogy is dated. No matter how you look at it, it's very very dated. It tells a great story, but then you go back to the prequels, and for how visually stunning it is, there the plot structure is not there, and you have to like be very familiar with the original trilogy already. To even really understand or really truly get what's going on in the prequels. Now we're getting to this sequel trilogy that you don't have to know anything about any of that. You really don't. Maybe there's the one hinge is like Anakin's lightsaber. Like that's kind of the one thing that it's carrying through. Though, even that though, it comes off like it's some mystical weapon. True. Yeah. And they th- use it as as a mystical weapon, just like they did in the, in uh, episode four. And I think that's something that they they really, really, really nailed. 
is they perfectly blended original, prequel, and brand new Star Wars for everybody. And someone that has never seen Star Wars ever can get into that. And you don't need to know who Luke is because the way they talk about Luke is that he's some mythical figure. And that's fine because he kind of is at that point in time, but you don't need to know his whole backstory to get through The Force Awakens. Because like I said in the last episode, how they were able to bring in Han Solo, but still keep it as if Ray and Finn are the main characters throughout the entire movie. I don't I don't know how JJ balanced that, but he did it perfectly. So you're, you're going to follow Ray and Finn and Poe and BB-8 through this whole thing while still getting these old legacy characters. They pop in, they do their thing, what they need to. Han Solo maybe was in Seven a little too much, but they still did it in such a way where like you're following Ray the whole time. It's Ray's journey. She's the new Luke. Like you, you get that feeling as you're going through it. So, it, and I don't know, man. It's just, it's crazy the way they did that. I think most a- anybody of the people that had can jump with, in at seven. I think that most of the people that have issues with seven and eight are so rooted in the original trilogy 100%. or the prequels. I think, 100%. I think both of those uh, groups are so rooted in stuff and expect expected certain things and they really just pushed it beyond what your expectations were 100%. which I, I it's hard to say that people got upset for having their expectations like they they went beyond your expectations i don't know well it's exactly shit, what happened shit, shit. hey so and canon, so bringing it back to metallica out. which is why i brought this up in the first place was that was exactly the expectation of metallica going into well, the Black Album first, and then especially into Load, was Metallica. Metallica became a worldwide sensation while I was a fan of them. This is what they sound like. This is what they did to become this famous. And now you change everything and go this way, and now everybody loves them? That's my shit. I think it's yeah, exactly it, the it same was fucking the, thing. Yeah. I think Kirk Hammett says it the best. Uh, the It was... People had Metallica as their favorite band in their back pocket, but then Metallica got too big for their back pocket and right. they were salty about it because everybody was enjoying Metallica. Exactly. And it was it was, no, that's my that's my group. That's my band. And it's like, come on, man. Everybody can enjoy music. Right. So now what happens is Star Wars is at a point where one, it's it well, it's been worldwide. It's been I don't even want to say that. It's been worldwide forever. It's been huge forever. Uh, but it's at a point where the creative people are taking it in a direction that they think is fit for Star Wars. And you have to accept that. That's what we did with George Lucas. Like, you just have to... I mean, people backlash about the prequels, obviously. But, like, Lucas is doing this for his story. That's what that's what happens. And now that's what Ryan and Kathleen Kennedy and this whole crew, that's what they're doing. This is the story. We're making it. These are the characters. Fuck the fans. This is what's happening. The fans react as it's they exciting, will. It's exciting, though. It's exciting. Well, it's very we exciting. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I don't understand why people are upset because it's it's new stuff that we haven't seen, and they're really throwing fucking monkey wrenches into it. Yeah. Killing Snoke off in eight. It's like, what? How? Why? What? Huh? Because you got to think in episode four, all we know is Darth Vader killed Luke's father. Now, in episode five, big monkey ranch. Oh, of course, Darth Vader's his father. Oh, I fucking hate it because he, he now it's different than what he does. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Just because it's different and it didn't meet your theory doesn't mean it's 
bad. I, I'm i done. That's the problem. Out. No, it's okay. That's the problem. That, I think that is the majority of the complaints about not eight. I almost said nine. I, I keep doing that. I don't know why. The majority of the complaints about eight are revolving around the fact that it didn't line up with what you predicted to happen in eight, which I understand. Like we said multiple times, we went in, watched it Thursday night, opening night, didn't like it first time. Or maybe didn't not even didn't like it, but just like beyond confused about what happened. Second time, okay, I can watch this as a movie. It was wonderful. So it's just you can't expect them to cater to your every need as a fucking fan. It's never going to happen. You didn't become a fan because they catered to your every need. You became a fan because of the story and the characters. You have to let them do that as they progress Star Wars forward. Just think about the big plot twists in the original trilogy. Darth Vader killed your father. Episode 5, no Darth Vader is your father. By the way, episode 6, Leia is your sister. It's like, of course, all these people are connected. Like, if people really truly trolled the original trilogy as it was, no one would like Star Wars. <laughs> I keep wanting to do that. I keep wanting to make, like, the, the Red Letter Media prequel bashing reviews. I want to make that about the original trilogy. Because you could. There's enough bullshit there that you could do that. I just don't have the time to fucking edit all that shit together. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff. I will make a, uh, a hard claim. Make the hard claim. And, and I know I did it in our Patreon uh, thing. I believe the prequel trilogy soundtrack is better than the original trilogy soundtrack. And that's a bold claim. And I think a lot of people will, there's going to be a lot of backlash about it. But when you really start thinking about it, there is way more epic greatness. And I think the original trilogy has those feels, the the Luke theme and stuff like that, Yoda's theme. And it's there's a lot to it. But when you really think about an epic score, I think like Battle of the Heroes and, and, uh, um, Duel of the Fates. And it's that, oh my God. That I'm thinking about it right March, now. Man. Yeah. All I, all I can think about is do, 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 do. I'm like, turn it off. <laughs> um, I... I... I think I agree with you. I think there's more. And it, it might be just I think a, I agree. Uh, a placement of... I mean, we're making war soundtrack now. So it's, it's going to be more epic. Well, uh, joke's on them because the original one was a war. They just didn't make it that much of a war. Oh, yeah. Soundtrack. It was it was about brother and No, I mean kiss. the fucking movie in general. <laughs> Star Wars, Galactic Civil War. They just didn't make it enough of a war. Right. Right. I'm surprised the original trilogy wasn't uh, like country music if it's got brother and sisters kissing. Uh <laughs> Triggered, pissed. All the country fans turn this shit off. Sorry, guys. Dang kid is pissed. Dang kid's always pissed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and you were you were trying to move on to another topic. Like, what we got here? Oh, spoilers for Solo. I, I wasn't trying to move on to anything. <laughs> <sighs> Don't move on. Star Wars. Star Wars, man. I'm telling you. Um. <sighs> all right. Let's talk a little bit about. On hand, hand solo. Um, so, have you seen the uh, Legos? I have now. <laughs> I'm looking at them now. <laughs> All 
All right, so spoilers. Obviously, if you don't, if you want to completely avoid stuff for the Han Solo movie, spoilers alert now. Um, tune out. They're not even true spoilers. They're, they're not. Releasing. They're not. They're not true spoilers at all. But just there's Lego stuff and pictures and just if you want to be super careful, just go away. So the first thing that we see is the logo from the toys stuff that we see on. We've seen it for Force Awakens and Rogue One and all that stuff. So we have some good shots of Han, Lando, and Amelia Clark's character, which I don't know anything about her. Um, Khaleesi. Lando looks pretty fucking sweet. He does. Chewie looks the same. I, I'm not mad about Han's new actor. Like some people, I feel like that's 50-50 with fandom is that they're like, that's not Han. Fuck all that. It doesn't work. And I'm I'm okay with it. No, we'll, I'm okay with it. We'll see I'm how com- actually, I'm happier with this picture than I ever thought I would. Be. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. And Lando looks fucking incredible. So he's so, like, "Hey, baby, hey, motherfucker, <laughs> what do we have here?" So we'll see. Uh, all well, right. Okay. So spoilers, major spoilers happen now. Well, actually, the rest of them weren't really spoilers. It, it's only this one. And what it says is the Lego set is Kessel Run Millennium Falcon. And what it is, is the Falcon. And on the front of it, instead of... It's actually really hard to describe without looking at it. Instead of the do two the forks... Are you not going to do the screen share? Well, people on the stream are seeing it, but most people are listening. So instead of the two forks coming out of the front of the ship with a gap in the middle, you have this giant just front part of the ship coming out. It's like a big Jewish nose. Which, and with with that look... Obviously, it's different than the Falcon that we know. And it says Kessel Run Millennium Falcon, which means that some part through the Kessel Run, which we're going to see in this movie, he must have crashed it or broke off a part of the front of the ship and had to like refurbish it or something. It was an upgrade. Maybe it's an after-the-fact upgrade that you can... He made a much special modifications himself. But it looks like, totally different. the whole front end. <laughs> the, whole, the front end looks totally different. Looks like it's flying in reverse now. Maybe he tubbed it out. We don't know. But that's what it looks like. It looks like, I mean, he must have been through the Kessel Run and crashed or something. Um, the rest of them are, I don't know. Like, there's some interesting looking stormtroopers, but like, as far as spoilers, I don't really know. It's just like, what does this even say? Imperial Fighter Battle Pack? I don't even know what this guy's doing. It's like an some A-frame of these apartment. Look outrageous. Like, this square, this dude is literally like racing. I don't even know what you call it. Uh, ice cream sandwich? Do you see this shit? <laughs> ice cream sandwich. <laughs> it looks like an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, covered by an air conditioner. Yep. <laughs> we got the Imperial air conditioned ice cream sandwich ship. Uh, I, I thought I saw something else included in this in maybe another link that there was a special TIE fighter. Uh, that, I thought, was the biggest... Spoiler, oh, because yeah. I thought maybe that was uh, obviously Han's background that they were actually canonizing him coming from an Imperial career. There, there was a Lego Tie Fighter set. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. But that's probably that was my, to I'm in not, my view the biggest it. spoiler. Uh, but that when uh, look, this Millennial Falcon looks stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to even lie about but it. But the fact that they made it so different, it's like 
he obviously had to crash that during the fucking castle run. Wouldn't that be a trip that like it was a mistake and he actually crashed, but he did it in record time somehow? Like he's known for that, but also he fucked his ship up during that time, and well, no one knows that part of the story. Well, that's perfect, Han. But yeah, no, just that's like what I'm how saying, we yeah. see him in Seven with uh, Conjure Club and the other people. We're just like nobody else. There's no one else left for you to swindle, you fucking bastard. Bullshit the bullshitters, you jack off. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. No, I I am I, I'm not gonna sit here in Imperial ice cream sandwich. Uh, I I'm excited for it, regardless of how well or how good it's gonna be. Uh, obviously, it's another Star Wars film, and we're we're quickly coming up to it. And there was leaks about uh, a possible trailer, at least. Oh and, yeah, and I it's saw the hard, rumor, a hard the rumor, rumor at the end of this to be week. that yeah, it's supposed to be uh, the twelfth. But that's obviously just a rumor. It could be the 12th of February by the time we fucking see anything. So uh, I think a 30-second trailer is not hard to do if they've already re-shot everything. Then the other thing I heard was, what's the uh, Lando's uh, actor name? Uh, Donald Glover. I heard that they did so many reshoots, but for whatever reason... Donald Glover didn't have to do any. So that leads so he's me a perfect to believe Lando. <laughs> that, yeah, he did a great job and they had no issues with his performance. Uh, and or it was just the scenes that he was in, they didn't have to reshoot. You never right, know. Right. You never know. Like we heard, it was 80% reshoots. The budget is double, which probably, I don't know if they released numbers, but this is probably the biggest budget for any Star Wars movie ever because they had to double the budget that they had. That sucks. That really sucks for them. <laughs> so That's it better terrible. be fucking awesome. <laughs> They're probably going to just barely make their money back. How, what's the... Oh, here we go. Okay. Solo movie budget. Travis Dunn says, I'm not super excited for Solo, but he also wasn't for Rogue One, and then he ended up loving it. Yeah, I'm not like... It's weird to say. But like, obviously, I'm excited for a Star Wars movie. It's just but weird. It's, it's just again. weird that it's not... It's not a new chapter, so I'm just kind of indifferent about it. But of course, it doesn't, it's look, like hours, so it doesn't look like they're putting an actual number to the budget. Yeah, we'll find What's out. What's the standard eventually. budget? Like a hundred million for a Star Wars film, or like way mm, more than that? I, like two hundred. Two hundred. So they could be pushing three to four hundred million on. Wow. I think I heard that last Jedi was like two hundred and. Like 190 or something. Let me look it up. Jedi. I don't know. I don't make movies. I just talk Not about Star Wars. Not yet. 200 million was the last Jedi. On on the exact dollar because they would. There's no change. They just spent a 200 dollar bill. 200 million dollar bill. <laughs> Man. Rotten Tomatoes is still holding strong. While it, while it slipped a little bit, it's still holding strong at 91%. And I'm happy about that because I think it started somewhere in like the 94, 93 range. 93. But uh, let me click here. Let's I see what it slipped to on the audience. Don't know if we talked 50%. about... 50%. Still? It's still 50% on the uh, audience score. Wait, it's, fi- it's exactly 50? Yeah. Ooh, it was like 54 
Fuck. People, look, I, with all of our Instagram, we've been posting kind of goofy stuff over the last Jedi and people have been getting triggered. I try not to just feed the trolls. I try to just say, look, that sucks that you were not able to enjoy it. I enjoyed it for A, B, C through fucking Z and a half. Yeah. So, and of course, you know, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just saying I liked it for those reasons. I think it was a great movie. And it took definitely took me two to three times to really, really absorb it. Um, if you're listening and you didn't like The Last Jedi, for what I would say for a lot of the haters is if you only saw it one time and you had expectations and theories and plans and all that shit before you went in, that is probably the reason that you didn't like the movie and you should try to watch it again one or two more times. And that's like we said at the very beginning of this episode, we walked out of the theater, didn't really love it. Didn't really even like it. We're like, what the fuck? We had, we went to the bar and we're like, what the fuck happened in that movie? Like, that wasn't Star Wars. And then we, I, every single time I've seen it, it's gotten better and better. So I have a feeling that it's just about, that it's, that the the criticism is a hundred percent about the expectations and the theories and the plans and the the buildup of Snoke and then that didn't happen and the buildup of Ray's parents and that didn't happen and the buildup of the lightsaber and that didn't happen and it's just it's all revolved around that is my thought. It's it's uh, so I'm going which you should never do never do this by the way don't do it I'm going through the comments section of uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes for the Last Jedi it's. This would be good the to comment hatred, on. Though. The hatred is just unwarranted. Like you can say you didn't like it, at least list reasons why. Uh, we but should some do, of this uh, stuff is just says it just says stupid and ridiculous movie. Fell asleep three times. Outrageous. Well, take a fucking nap before you go in and get excited. <laughs> I was just gonna say we should do a, a drunk like comment response on the Rotten Tomatoes comments from fucking Star Wars. Let's do it right now. And, yeah, and uh, some the biggest issue that I have th- that people are commenting on is the whole. Of course, they raise a girl and she's really strong. Blah blah blah. I'm like, wait. So the issue is that she's a female. I thought your issue was that she was weak and then just beat Kylo because that's what you said two seconds ago in your comment. But now it's because she's a female you have an issue. Your biggest, you're the biggest piece of shit I've ever heard. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You have you. You're not even holding water. Like, shut the fuck up. One, have you seen Anakin? Two, have you seen Kylo get shot with a bowcaster in the fucking hip? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then he kills dad. You know, so I, I, stop. I, I I always feel like I want to because I want everybody to to enjoy it. I don't I don't necessarily want everybody to agree with me. I just want everybody to enjoy it. If you enjoyed it for a different reason, that's fucking awesome. Just to hate it because you fell asleep because you're a jackass and you hate women. Don't, yeah. don't talk to me about Star Wars then. You've got other issues. Don't we'll kiss your the, mom again and shut the fuck up. Don't hate the women. I meant the women. Don't hate the women. It's really well, sad I, just to see people. Just like, hate. When I see people that say that they hate seven or eight, I'm just like. <sighs> see, I don't, I, under, I don't understand. Maybe we're wrong, but I don't understand how you can think that's a bad movie in terms of like production direction actors quality cgi all that shit it's not a bad film so to see people say that this movie sucks just like 
Well, there's there's usually one or two major issues that people just latch onto. The movie could be 99% perfect, but because that one target opinion that you had mm. about it mm. didn't come through, or the theory that you... Now it's shit. I hated it. Yeah. I can't... Luke Skywalker, he had a beard. He was never supposed to have a beard. I fucking hate it. It's like, but, but listen up, bitch. He has a beard now. Who fucking cares? Like, that's the biggest, dumbest stuff. I, and I, I'm, we're done. I'm done shitting all over the shitters because I think we're just adding to it. Now <laughs> the shitters. He never should have had a beard. I'm so pissed. That's, <sighs> what do you know? I, I, green milk. Out of the walrus. He should have milked blue milk out of the walrus, man. Why'd the walrus have four tits? Should have had six. Should have had three and a half tits. Why'd they do that? I don't understand. Listen, I still hate that scene too, so. I know, I know. Hey, hey, I, we've talked many a time. Space walrus has four tits. Dumb it's shit in every Star Wars movie. There is. There legitimately is a dumb scene. A space or a worm. Dumb well, should we go through the entire thing? Space Worm. Space Worm gobbles up the Falcon. Well, we should start with four. Trask Badger. And then <laughs> Space Worm gobbles up the Falcon. And then Ewoks. Nope. And- you forgot about the, the dusty asshole that eats Boba Fett. Okay. So there's like 14 things wrong with six. Dude, Jabba is a large piece of space shit. He's Jabba a- the Hutt <laughs> is a big pile of poop. And you're shitting? Yes. Are you? I can't even fathom how you can like that over... Can't even fathom how you like that over that. I don't know. Episode 7, you got the pig dragon that farts. Yep. Come on. What else do you want? And also, I thought there was something else from 7 that I was like... Everything on Oh, Rathars. 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 You know how Rathars? That's Rathars. <laughs> pissed about that too. Yeah, there's, there, there's like, something there in every single one since '77. Yeah, that is fucking dumb. That's part of well, the thing. except for episode three. I think episode three is flawless. Because in episode talking. two, you have the space tick. Stop talking. The space ticks. What's in episode one that's outrageous? Charge our base. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> and he has 34 minutes of screen time. So uh, what? Yeah, and then yeah, there's that that uh, space horse that farts in in Jar Jar's face. And there, space there's a camel. lot of stupid shit. Yeah, episode three, I'm actually kind of struggling with because that's such a dark, serious movie. I don't think it has any very, very awkward, like speechy animal things. Acting. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Acting. I forgot about that one. No, I'm so in love with you. Okay, thanks, Anakin. I'm going to just brush my hair until you leave because this is fucking awkward. Go kill the Jedi. This is weird. <laughs> Go kill the Jedi. It's my scene <laughs> over. I'm best. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that, that that's the consensus. That is part of the point. And I'm sure Ryan Johnson didn't do that he didn't try to make awkward, dumb moments in eight. At least I hope not. I don't know. Well, but I think it's, he, it's he was gonna, putting stuff in. Yeah, it, go ahead. Yeah, it's going to happen in every movie. We're going to go into nine. You better expect some goofy ass shit. It's going to happen every single time. It's part of Star Wars. 
I think it's something that's still relatable, though. Like, little did you know, horses, they actually do fart. So why why is it weird when a space horse farts? Like, well, I get it. I don't want to see that we, shit we, in Star Wars. We put $200 million into a, a film and there's space farts. But still. Well, if I'm going to see the fucking space camel fart, I may as well see Qui-Gon take a dump at the bathroom. Like, where are you going to end the <laughs> the real life shit at? No, that's very true. I would love, to, like, I would love to hear the conversations that go on in like the Jedi Academy's shitter. Like, hey, Qui Gon, how is that Sith Lord? Like, <laughs> you ever get any uh, tale from that girl on Tatooine? What was her name? Shma. Her name was Shmi, and I said no. I'm done talking about it. She's my apprentice's girlfriend. Oh, shit. She's my apprentice's mother. Mother. There was no mother. No mother. I'm going to go I watch episode one. I would actually prefer Tatooine right now. It's negative 100 degrees outside. I like the cold, man. I like the cold, too, but sometimes I'm outside, I'm and I don't off. like the cold. Bring a tauntaun with you everywhere. And if you ever get too cold, just slice just, that fucker open and sleep. Just slaughter it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just Why? slaughter animals. Because you, <laughs> they're just animals. Well, yeah, it's not a father so you can you can slice open the tauntaun. You don't have to race around a track and save it because it's not Last I, Jedi. I do have to uh, give a big shout out to a, a metal band. And maybe you guys aren't big metal fans, but uh, the metal band Hoth. And I know I've <laughs> talked about them at least once before, and it, may, it was probably 30, 40 episodes ago, but I actually listened to an entire album by them, and their like song titles are like, ah, let me look it up. It was like Scaturated by a Wampa, and I was like, yes. <laughs> Scaturated. Stamperized. Hold I on, can't, hold I on. can't use one of those uh, words for the next title because the last episode was Extambulate. Extambulates. So I can't use another one of those. Uh, album. Do it. Do it. Uh, let's see here. So we got Oathbreaker and Infinite Darkness. All right. So Infinite Darkness song titles. We've got In Infinite Darkness. Number two is Drowned by the Dionga. I thought it was Dagobah. Dianoga. Dianoga. What is Dianoga? That's the uh, monster in the uh, trash combatter. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, I think this one's Interstellar Gargantuan Space Worm. Uh, Ghosts of Alderaan. Mm. At the Helm of the Executor. Nice. Uh, frozen Wastes of Hoth. Torn Asunder by a Wampa. <laughs> the Great Pit of Carcoon. And nice. number 10 is the Rancor. So... They are wholeheartedly a um, great metal band. Nice. But they are somewhat, and uh, I'll give you an inkling of what they sound like. They are a uh, like a death clock. They are that heavy. Because death clock's kind of outrageously heavy, but they are along those lines. So you could be a metal fan <laughs> and not even like that, that style. So just to give you a heads up. Yeah. All right. We're wrapping this one up and then we're, I'm going to bed. Fuck yeah, man. Time for sleepy time. Um, I yep. am optimistic about Han Solo. I 
really hope. Well, all right. So I'm kind of sad because I don't want to get too optimistic because if Rogue One was a template for the spinoff movies, then we should know that we're going to get things that play very safe, but are fan service. So I'm trying to ignore that and just be excited about Han Solo. Like it's going to be something completely brand new, totally off the wall, new style. Ron Howard took over. I have hope. I am my only hope. My fingers are well. Crossed. I mean, that's so what rebellions we'll are built on. Yeah, rebellions are built on hope, motherfucker. Spark and hope. It's the only words I've heard from Star Wars in like ten years. So we'll see what happens. So I'm excited, but yeah, overall, geeked. Um, yeah, that's the next big thing we have to look forward to. Uh, Battlefront Two DLC, four hopefully. Years. Four year anniversary. Mm. Yeah, that's another thing. Eh, what are we talking? No. <laughs> I I want to let everybody know. Is it on our website? Can they? Is it still like the voicemail thing on our website? Uh, yes. So, what we would like everyone to do, if if at all possible, uh, if you are listening to this early in the week before our next episode, we would like everybody to go on to the website and do the voicemail thing and ha- and sing our intro song because uh, we want to piece your voices together to make it the most outrageous thing ever created uh, as a four-year anniversary kind of kickoff. Uh, so if you guys are listening or listening to this before episode 130's come out, which would be uh, January 14th. Uh, so if you are hitting us up, if you are listening to this before that, she's, uh, go ahead and on over and hit, do the voicemail thing. Do it. On our website, RogueSquadronPodcast.com. Do it. Because we would like to splice your shit together. It's going to be hilarious as hell. I've already heard some good submissions. So Dane was ragingly pissed about a bunch of shit. I was laughing my ass off. It's going to be good. Connor just said smoke shows in space and stuff like that. I'm pissed. As always. That's pretty much it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, last Ugh. but not least, I want to do a quick touch. Uh, utini.com. Make sure you go on, go on over there. Check out their stuff. They have subscription boxes. You can sign up. Uh, you get an extra discount if you're a Patreon member. So you might as well just become a Patreon member and get your money's worth on both ends. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously, patreon.com slash RogueSquadPod or just look up Squad Podcast. $5 a month if you want to. If you dang, I guess you just honk. What are you going to do? For your Star Wars. I watched the one where he uh, was t- talk about privates and he said penis. And I forgot that he said penis and I was fucking dying. <laughs> I forgot that penis was a thing. And he just said, your vagina or your penis. You have a penis. <laughs> I just lost my fucking mind. Yeah. <sighs> Plato. Plato. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're, we are signing off this fucking outrageous episode. We'll see you on episode 130. <laughs> Peace.